hi, hello, welcome to Dark Yarnus, your weekly stitch and bitch where we spin you a tale most strange and unusual. My name is Krista and I want to fight the pollen. Mmm. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> I was driving I was driving up to here, right? And the whatever that Sorry. Fluffy. I'm trying to like stir my frozen hot chocolate and it's not working without noise. Anyways, you were driving. I was driving up to here. I was pulling into the parking lot. And I keep seeing all the like white fluffy shit that's falling. And I'm like, that looks Ugh. really basically. I was like, oh, that looks really pretty. And I went, wait. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't have allergies too bad, but it's that stuff. I get that I am allergic Ooh, to. No, and it's no, the no, cottonwood no. shit. Gross. And I'm like, everyone's like, oh, it's like a little pretty like summer snowfall. And I'm like, and it is, but also <sighs> no. No, I get hit fucking like chronic sinus infections. And I can feel one like it wants to start, but I've been on top of taking my allergy meds for the last month. So like, it's not as bad as it usually is. Usually I just raw dog this shit, which is dumb. And I don't know why I did that for years. No, I know why. It's because I couldn't find an allergy med that worked for me. But Zyrtec does. Woohoo. Uh, yeehaw. <laughs> yeehaw. Um, but like my body is still tired my throat is very sore and like my ears are itchy. Even oh. even my boss today was like, Krista, are you okay? I'm like, yeah. Why? I, Why? Thought, I thought he thought I was upset or something or like I was oh. angry. I was like, yeah, what? nothing's wrong. What are you, what? He's like, you just, you're not yourself. I'm like, I, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I don't feel good. Aww. I want to go home and sleep and I can't. <laughs> Let me go home and sleep with pain. Basically, that's all. That would make my entire life better. Just let me, just let me clock out. Just let <laughs> me clock out, but or still get paid. If only. Oh goddamn money! I hate capitalism so much. <laughs> and that's that's been a consistent theme. But I felt it so much in the last like three weeks. For some reason, my hatred has just turned up a notch. See, the last few weeks have been rough for me too. Mm-hmm. I've just been. I hate everything. Yeah. But I don't. I'm genuinely like a nice, loving person, I like to think. No, you are. But I don't know. Something about these past couple of weeks have just been, I hate everybody. I know in my case, at least, I'm getting, I'm seeing all of these like anti-gay, anti-trans, just fuckery about. Oh, it is almost Pride Month, which is yay, yay but also, tomorrow. but yeah, I low key with there. There was even a uh, travel advisory in Florida. I I want to, mm, yeah, mm-hmm. I saw that. I think, yeah, but I wanna, like Florida was straight up, don't go here. Yes, um, I want to. Okay, Florida travel, which advice. I expected that out of Texas. I can see it out of Florida. It's a southern state, technically. Mm. Um, yeah, the NAACP, which... What does that stand for? <laughs> I forget what that stands for. NAACP? Yes. NACP. NACP. But it's some. It's about diversity and such. I want to say it's about, like, people of color specifically. But I don't know. Hmm. But it's, you know, but... Yeah, they, they, they issued a travel advisory in Florida... Um, 
The formal travel notice states, quote, Florida is openly hostile towards African-Americans, people of color, and LGBTQ plus individuals. Before traveling to Florida, please understand that the state of Florida devalues and marginalizes the contributions of and the challenges faced by African-Americans and other communities of color. Which is really fucking true. <laughs> because fucking, oh, I hate, Yikes. I hate everything. I hate so many things. <laughs> Yikes. Low-key, for a minute there, I was just like, damn, should we go to Pride this year? But I feel like that's just my anxiety getting the better of me. I, You know, the thing that kind of sucks about the climate as it is, mm-hmm. is I had that same thought while I was at the drag show. Oh, God. Because, like, I mean, I, I didn't really think anything was going to happen there. It's a yeah. tiny drag show in a little art studio. Yeah. I, I didn't think we were in any great danger. But the fact is that the thought passed my mind. We still have to consider it because we live in Indiana. Yeah. Fuck this place. Yeah. Fuck this shithole. I hate it here. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, like, I don't hate it here because I surround myself with good people. But that does not keep all of the bad people out, you know? Especially when they choose to walk up into a space and be like, you guys suck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I don't know, just the fact that I had to sit there and be like, oh, wait a minute, am I in any danger right now? Yeah. Like that, because I I was working it. I was the one at the door taking door payments and uh, tagging people's hands if they wanted a drink. Yeah. But yeah, what if someone insane comes and wrecks the place? Yeah. uh, I mean, so like so many mass shootings have already happened in general, but also like my my thought always goes to It's not even half of the year. Tomorrow. We're like going on like over 200. Yeah. And that's mass shootings, not just, I'm not going to get on that pedestal right now. Yeah. Well, not pedestal. What's the other thing? Soapbox. Yeah. Soapbox. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to stand up and preach my shit. But... (laughs) But, um, yeah, it's just, it's so frustrating because like, I finally <clears throat> gotten to a point in my life where I'm very comfortable with myself and expressing myself. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I express myself in inappropriate ways. Like I'm just existing. And why is that an issue for these people? Like mm-hmm. I, mm, rage. right, exactly. <laughs> and like, I, mm, yeah. I'm not. It's rough. It's so rough. It's a rough climate for certain individuals right now. And especially with all these fuck-ass bills being passed uh, and proposed. Yeah. And it's just, it's it's not a very good climate right now. And I don't like the climate that we're in. No. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So, yeah. TLDR. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, oh, is that a spider just hanging there? Oh God! Where? Oh my God! He's just a vibing. Sorry, I just looked over and there was this thing. Just ah! like, oh, he moving. He's a good friend. He no, eats I bugs. Don't. <laughs> don't look at him. Don't. Don't. Oh don't. my God! <laughs> he moves so fast. <laughs> oh my God! Tracy, don't make eye contact with him. <laughs> There's so many of them. <laughs> Django, eat it. <laughs> oh my God! Don't wait. Why do you exist? He's just vibing. <laughs> He's over my earrings. Kill it. Cam, kill it. There's a spider. There's a spider right above the earring. Get get the shoe. Get the get. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. 
Thanks, Cam. We love you. <laughs> I didn't know you had an aversion to spiders. I wouldn't have pointed it out otherwise. <laughs> okay relatable that was a thing you know what that's okay it's okay everything's gonna be okay (laughs) 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 that was (sighs) i needed that i didn't i i'm sorry (laughs) it's Wait, what am I doing wrong? One increase. One, I ask increase, myself that every one, day. Increase. What the fuck? What are you working on? Try to make a cat. Meow. It's like gonna be a, like a little potato cat, like the ones in the box behind Ooh, you. Potato cat. I and I'm making it cats. out of this variegated fiery Ooh, yarn. That's gonna be perfect. I'm gonna be a fiery kitty. Relatable. If I was a kitty, I'd be him a- spicy. <laughs> <laughs> if I was a kitty, I'd probably be an orange cat, just because they have the one brain cell. <laughs> So do the black and white cat. True. Right, Django? He twitched his tail. He agrees. Yeah. Honestly, I think it might just be all cats have one brain cell. That they collectively share. He said, no, thank you. Okay. So, yeah, that's what I'm working on today. I'm working on a potato cat out of uh, the Fruity Stripe Red Heart yarn. Ooh. I had an interesting session with my therapist today and he Ooh. called me out on some shit that was that needed to be called out. So I'm also in a very vulnerable state of mind where I'm like, Ehh. it's okay. It'll be okay. It was very important things to hear. It was. It was. And so yeah. We love we love mental health and taking care of it even when it's painful. <laughs> I still need to do the therapy. I it's a goal of mine to start this year. I also just am trying to get my finances under control <laughs> that's a whole mood yeah that's a whole that's, mood and i've been there. i've been looking at my uh my bills and i think my insurance completely covers my therapy fuck yeah so that's really nice that's the at least thing. i haven't seen any bill from therapy yet i've seen a bill from like my other tests and stuff and insurance has covered a big chunk of it which has been nice that's good, as it should. God damn it. Even though for even though I'm like on high deductible, you know, it sure as hell didn't cover a lot of my ER visit that I did that one day. But Oh yeah. That'll yeah. In- insurance is fucky. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. So what awful topic are we gonna talk about today? Well, uh, we are gonna be talking about the Canic Chase murders. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, this is I'm definitely going to split it up into two parts. Um, I don't know if part two is going to be a full episode or I'm going to need, like, filler. (laughs) I can probably come back in with some (laughs) Kenick Chase ghost stories if you need me to. Okay. Um, I will will let you know. Okay. Um, Just because I'm I'm still finishing it up. But I'm at the point where, like, in my research, I'm at the point where he gets found. And that's all I'm going to say on that because I don't want to, like, spoil or anything. But, you know, I still have have things that I can type about. So, like, Okay. okay, cool. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I tried to sit down and do research the other night with, but while also sitting at the kitchen table with, um, you know, my sister and brother-in-law and Tim was there and our friend was there. It it was basically family night. I was trying real hard. I had my headphones in, but if I turned it up any louder, it would have hurt my ears, but I could still hear them over my headphones. And so I was like, wait, what? Wait, what? And I'm like, fuck, I think I got maybe two paragraphs done. I was like, okay, well, I guess this is progress. Um... 
All progress is progress. <laughs> yes. Okay. So we are. This is a this is a very old one, which has also made research weird. Um, hmm. Just because there are certain uh, sources that I wanted to use, but oh, you have to have a subscription to view this. I ran into that too. Oh, I hate that shit. Um, and there's also YouTube videos are your friends. Yes, I I admitted I don't use YouTube. I should. I know that I should just because like, mm-hmm. but I I don't know. It's just, I think I'm just angry that YouTube really wants me to pay money to them and I don't want to pay money to them. Fair. So then I have to deal with all these ads and I'm like, wow, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the other difficult thing was like I would go, um, it would have like, oh, this is the source and then I would click on it and it's like, oh, this file no longer exists or like this isn't in the... Oh. Yeah. Was, so it's just the article was gone. I'm like, God fucking damn it. <clears throat> I. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Okay. So um, I do want to say, like, trigger warning this involves the death of three very young girls, like ages five to seven, if I remember correctly. And we also Oof. talk about. It opens with like just the assault of one, and then, yeah. So this this includes awful harm against children. So if that's not your thing, or if you're not in a good mental place to hear about this, maybe just tune in next episode. We love you. Uh, we love your mental health more. So, okay. So agreed. <laughs> but next one, the one I'm recording next is also a little heavy. Oh God. Okay. So we're gonna figure this out. What? <laughs> We just need to make sure to let them come rip. back when you're in a better headspace. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, say to myself in the mirror. <coughs> Felt. God. All right. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. Everything's uh, good. Okay. Okay. So we are starting in December 2nd of 1964. This is older than my parents. <laughs> oh, mine too. Yee. Yee. Um, so, December 2nd, 1964, around 9 p.m., a blue car stops in Blockswich. Oh, side note. So, this is this is in the UK, right? Oh. Um, so, there are a lot of names. Like, I am just reading them how they are spelled, <clears throat> like, phonetically. Is that what that? I'm yeah, reading them phonetically. Phonet- uh, phonetically, where how they look. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> sorry, because, like... I know I'm going to say things wrong. <laughs> I don't even want to try to attempt a British accent because I'm sure there are plenty of British people who are so sick of hearing Americans just being, you know, making Talk the joke. Talk morning to you. That's not yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Same. <laughs> are you okay? Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> of it in the past but I try not to do it anymore same because that has to be obnoxious as fuck to listen to be like yep cool you say words funny to me asshole (laughs) Um, so all right but yeah so it's nice to listen to sometimes though I'm like oh I love speak pretty yes (laughs) I love listening to British accent what okay I love listening to people speak French 
I don't understand a goddamn Ooh, word they're saying. Yeah. But it's such a, it's a, uh, it's such a good language. Um, Kim is, uh, he has a lot of overseas, like, gamer friends that he mm-hmm. games with in a club he's in. And, um, like, I come and play uh, Dead by Daylight with them sometimes yeah. now. And uh, one of them just has just this very thick, beautiful Brazilian accent. And I'm like, keep talking, say more words. Okay, I love that. If you're listening, I'm sorry, I'm being weird. Take it out on cam. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Okay. (laughs) All right. So around 9 p.m., a blue car stops in Blockswitch. Nine-year-old Julia Taylor is told by a man or by the man driving. He's a friend of her mother's. Hmm. He's he's Uncle Len. Um, and her mother had asked him to pick her up and take her to her aunt's house so they could, quote, fetch Christmas presents. Um, Julia gets into the car, which is a blue Vauxhall Velux. Cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> these, these are all red flags to us, but to a nine-year-old in the 60s, she's probably just hyped for Christmas presents. So, oh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like this. I don't like it either. (laughs) Um, So Uncle Len, big old air quotes there, starts driving. Um, He asks her normal questions and has normal conversation with her at first. I'm assuming shit like how's mom? More or less. I didn't see details of it, but just like... Just that it starts to get worse. Yeah. Um, he he starts asking more like inappropriate and sinister questions. And he eventually drives past her aunt's house. And that's when she knows like, oh, this isn't right. And she starts crying and is begging to be taken home. Um, The man drives Julia to a pile of slag heaps that are close to Bentley. I'm saying all of these town names and I have no fucking clue where they are. I have no, you could just point to a thing and be like, oh, it's right here. And be like, yep, I believe you. Sure. That's, yep. that, sounds, that sounds cool. Yep. That's accurate. Um, so I don't, I, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not one to look up maps of things. I probably should more, but anyway. <laughs> so um, he, he sexually assaulted and manually strangled Julia before throwing her from his car into a ditch. Jesus Christ. Yep. That escalated quickly. What yep. the fuck? Yep. Um, he drives off and about an hour later, a cyclist heard what he described as weak sobbing coming oh, from the ditch. My God. I know, I know. It's so heart-wrenching. Um so he stops to look around and discovers Julia crying, half naked and bleeding. And he Jesus uh, Christ. Yeah. yeah. Um, he immediately flags down a van that's driving by and they take Julia to the hospital. It had been raining that night and if he hadn't heard her crying, it's very likely that she would have died from exposure. Oh my God. Yeah, so I'm, thank God that man was there because she, yeah. you know, she survived this and she went on to be an adult and have two children of her own, I think, if I remember correctly. Oh, that's great. Yes. I promise I'm listening. I just- No, you're good. You find the thing. Where the fuck? Oh, wait, No. Yes. Maybe so. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the other side of the room. It's, it's like, okay, so <laughs> when things are on the other side of the room, our options are take the headphones off or put the, keep the headphones on and just like go as far as the cord will let us. It's like we have I a chose land- the ladder. That's fair. <laughs> well, that's what I did earlier with shutting the door. <laughs> it's like we have landlines again. <laughs> uh, so, um, back to the awful. Okay. 
At the hospital, Julia is only able to tell nurses what happened to her by writing down one sentence on a piece of paper. Oh my God. And she wrote, a man hurt me. Um, the police are called and Julia works with them to create a composite sketch, but he was never caught. So we are going to, not quite a year later, but like almost a year later, uh, Wednesday, September 8th, uh, 1965. So... Uh, and this is in Aston, wherever that is. So six-year-old Margaret Reynolds was walking with her 11-year-old sister, Susan, from their home on Clifton Road. Margaret was carrying her little green umbrella since it was a very rainy afternoon. They had gone home to from school to eat lunch, and both of them were returning to their afternoon classes, which that's cool. I never had that option as a child. <laughs> I'm sure. I vaguely remember. Mm-hmm. Um, I took a French class in high school. Okay. And when we were talking about like French speaking countries, mm-hmm. we were going over like their routines and stuff okay. and how like when you're of school age in France, mm-hmm. this pro- this might have changed. I was in high school when yeah. I learned this and I may be getting information wrong because yeehaw, information brain does not hold information very well. It do be like that sometimes. Um, <clears throat> but they were saying that like, Kiddos get like an hour for lunch and they can choose to go home and eat or they can eat at school. And uh, like they almost get like an hour like break from like school. And they good, like <laughs> good. Right. Yeah. And that like their dinner time is like closer to eight or nine p.m. Mm-hmm. And then that's when like there's family time. And then they don't even they don't go to school until like 10 a.m fucking good. And then they get out of school at like five. Fucking like, y'all good. are working a 10 to five job with an hour break. <laughs> That's amazing. That's fantastic. I I hate school systems in the United States. <sighs> I just, I just hate it. It's awful. Um, <laughs> God damn. Looking at you unnamed school district here in Northern Indiana. I'm gonna call FWCS out because <laughs> I fucking went there for 12 years or 13 years. <laughs> Well, there we go. Yeah, it's the truth. <laughs> it's the fucking truth. FWCS is an awful fucking school system. And I I hate it. That's all. That's it. That's all I have to say about that. Cool. Um, I, I might. Oh. I can't say anything. Never okay, mind. That's fine. I'm good. Fine. Let's all right. go. All right. So. <laughs> all right. Anyway, they did that, which is cool as fuck. They went home and ate lunch and then they started to walk back to their classes. So, um. Margaret was headed back to Prince Albert Primary School while Susan was on her way to her secondary school. What a cute name for a school, though. (laughs) Um, Eventually, Susan had to go one way to get to her school and Margaret had to go the other way. So they split up at the corner of Potter's Hill. Uh, Susan was the last person to see her sister alive. Oh. So when Margaret didn't come home that day, her parents were immediately worried they find out that Margaret had not attended any of her classes in the afternoon, and they call the police right away to report her missing. At first, police were hoping that she had just been waiting out the rain somewhere, but however, their initial searches of parks and outhouses that were nearby turned up nothing. Over the next few days, 160 police officers questioned over 25,000 people in and around Aston, hoping to get some sort of lead on what happened to Margaret. Police were even able to search all the houses and important landmarks within eight miles of where she had last been seen. They kept careful lists of where they had looked versus where they uh, 
still needed to look. God, oh God, brain. <laughs> Reading is hard right now. Okay, um, I'm just very tired. Don't mind me. Uh, tracker dogs were brought in to assist the search. Volunteers helped officers canvas and search the area. And to quote a Birmingham Mail article, everyone from mods and rockers, army cadets and housewives and children gave up their time to look for Margaret in over a few days. Volunteers helped scour 18 square miles of the surrounding areas, which I just, I love that quote because it just shows like literally all types of people were like, we got to find this child. Yeah. I, that is, that is good. <laughs> um, this was the biggest search for a child that the area had ever seen, but unfortunately it turned up nothing. Oh, no. um, around a week after Margaret went missing, the police asked one of her friends to assist in creating a composite sketch of Margaret. She modeled the school uniform that Margaret would have been wearing and even retraced what should have been Margaret's last steps. Oh. Which is kind of eerie to me. It, yeah, That's, like that—that that is very eerie and I don't like it. But at the same time, I get why it's needed. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. It's I'm just not very much one of those. Oh. Thinking about it, it's just like, oh, no. This is. No, no. no. <coughs> okay. Um, Margaret's last. Whoop. Just kidding. That's the end of my last sentence that I already said. Okay. Um, in the following weeks, there were at least 200 posters of the composite photograph of Margaret in this out. Oh, of, of Margaret in this outfit. Okay. Uh, these posters also contained a plea for anyone who had any info to please contact investigators and were distributed in the area and in surrounding towns. There was even a reward for people who came forward with information about her disappearance. And even with all of this, there was still no trace of Margaret. Hmm. So a couple months later, December 30th, 1965, around two in the afternoon, Diana Joy Tift was playing outside of her grandma's home in Chapel Street when she left to walk to her home in Hollow Meadow Avenue. She passed by a laundrette and was seen by a family member. Uh, Diana was carrying a pink plastic handbag with a white strap that she had gotten for Christmas. Um, this sighting was the last that she would be seen alive. Oh my God. I know, I know, I know. Um, so by 7 p.m., Diana's mom called the police to report her missing. At this time, her dad, who was a long-distance truck driver, was in South Wales. Um, by January 2nd, 1966, which is three days after, more than 500 officers had been assigned to Diana's case, and senior investigators had linked her disappearance to the disappearance of Margaret Reynolds, which I think is great because they're—I don't know if it's different in the UK if they had different thoughts in the 60s, but at least, like— in the United States back in the day, they definitely were like, oh, I don't think this case is related. Just because, like, they didn't really have an understanding of serial killers. Yeah. So. Um. <coughs> oh, okay. It's pollen season. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, my microphone got the erectile dysfunction right then. <laughs> he literally went, he went Ooh. <laughs> F. Okay. So, <laughs> that's my favorite way to express disappointment. F. <laughs> so. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> It'll be okay. We got this. Okay. Um, around 2,000 people helped search for her. And there was also a report for information about her disappearance. But no one could find any trace of her. By January 5th, over 6,000 homes, gardens, and outhouses had been searched. Underwater... Under 
water units searched ponds and reservoirs while spare units searched abandoned factories and warehouses, but there was still no sign of Diana. During this time, reports of kidnapping start popping up in the news. Uh, 10-year-old Patricia Kimberly had been grabbed by a man in Blockswitch. She managed to break free and escape from him, making it home to her mom. She also noted that he had been driving a light blue car. Um, And then people also brought up Julia Taylor's assault from the previous year, which is who we opened with, which also happened in Blockswitch. And she also was taken by a man in a light blue car. Just, you know. Um, So... It's all connected. It's all connected. So I have to grab eyeballs real quick. Oh, Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So it's going to be clickety-clackety. No, clickety-clackety. <sighs> Do I want big eyeballs or tiny eyeballs? I am always a fan of big bug eyes. But yeah, I'm going to go with the big bug hell eyes. Hell yeah. And hopefully these backings match because I was a dip-dip potato chip and decided <laughs> to mix them all because I oh, thought no. they were the same size, but they weren't. F. <laughs> It'll be okay. Everything's going to be fine. (laughs) We're going to make it. We're about to find out. Okay. Um, So on January 12th, around two weeks after Diana's disappearance, a man was out hunting rabbits on a farm track that was rarely used out in Canic Chase. Um, Canic Chase is basically just like a little natural area of countryside. Not the right size. Sorry. Oh, no. Nope. Neither of them were. Okay. Keep going. Keep going. I will be as quiet as I can. It's about to get real sad, Tracy. I don't know if I should. Fuck! Okay. Oh, God. Um, that one was good? Okay. And we're good. Okay. We're okay. good. We're good. We're good. All right. Okay. I'm Continue glad. with the sad. I'm glad we're good because it's about to get bad. Okay. <sighs> so, um, but yeah, Canic Chase is this little, like, natural area of countryside. Right. Okay. Um, but this is where he found the body of Diana Tift, half covered in undergrowth next to a uh, waterlogged ditch. Oh. The man had initially mistaken her small body for a doll. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, inches away was the naked and severely decomposed body of Margaret Reynolds. I, yeah. It, yeah. That's why I was like, wait, no, I can't just say this. <laughs> um, Good call. Yeah. So... Okay. Um, another trigger warning if you've decided to listen and get this far. I, I'm going to talk about what happened. Um, or at least how they were found. Okay. <coughs> Diana had been sexually assaulted before being suffocated with the hood of her coat. Jesus um, Christ. Yeah. This had been used to cover her nose and mouth as she died. Uh, there was semen found in and on her body. Margaret was so decomposed that they could not determine a cause of death. She was completely naked, and they were only able to recover one of her shoes. Uh, After the discovery, investigators got into contact with Scotland Yard so they could have more experienced eyes on the case, which fucking thank you. I feel like this is what all police forces should do. If you do Mm -hmm. not have enough manpower or experience, you get Get in touch with somebody who does. God damn it. (sighs) Um, Holy shit. Okay. Sorry, it's kind of hard to breathe right now. Oh. It's, it's going to be okay. I just might have to stop and take a lot of breath. Um, so, uh, and they were able to send out two investigators to help. A task force was created, and the case saw attention 14 hours a day, seven days a week. There was a lot of groundwork done, a lot of house-to-house searches, and a lot of interviews. 
Many cars had been sighted in the time between Diana's disappearance and the discovery of her body. Police followed up on these sightings, tracked down owners, and ruled them out. The person who had found the bodies was a known poacher who had a history of violence, but he was also ruled out as a suspect. Despite, ooh, pardon me. Despite all of their efforts, police could not find the person who had killed these two little girls. They did manage to solve many unrelated crimes, such as abductions and assaults of other little girls. Hey. Which, fuck it, yeah, I'll take it. I mean, but at the same time, like, they, they couldn't find who was responsible for murdering Margaret and Diana. And the case was very, very cold by the summer of 1967. Mm. Which, like, on one hand, woo, I'm happy that you solved these things. But on the other hand, it's breaking my heart. Yeah. <sighs> okay. <clears throat> so, that was... So all of that took place in December of 1965 and January of 1966. We are going forward a little bit to August 19th, 1967. So over a year later, um, it's around 2.30 in the afternoon. Seven-year-old Christine Darby was playing with friends when a gray car rolled up. A man asked for directions to the Caldmore Green, uh, which is a... (laughs) I did find the pronunciation of this one. So it's spelled C-A-L-D-M-O-R-E. Caldmore is how I'm reading it, but apparently it's pronounced Carmer, Carmer Green. Uh, yeah. Okay. And I only bring that up because it's an important tidbit later. So, oh, um, but this is a local shopping and housing center. Uh, the children pointed into, into the direction of the shopping center, but the man was confused despite it being only a short distance up the road. Red flag children. I don't think there are any children listening, but just in case there are, don't trust the weird men who don't know what you're talking about, even though it's very fucking simple. Also, why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. We love kids, but not like, you shouldn't be listening to this. What are you doing? <laughs> Protect your innocent mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so. The man asked Christine to get into his car and show him, telling her that he'd drive her right nope. back after. Nope. No, nope. no, no, nope. no, no, no. Nope. Big, big, big red flag. Oh, God. The reddest of flags. The reddest fucking flag. I just want to hug this child. Okay. Um, so, she was very excited to get to ride in the car as her mother didn't have one. Oh, I know. That just fucking kills me on the inside. Um, So, once she was in the car, the man reversed and the car started driving at speed in the opposite direction of Karma Green. Oh. Which was the way to get to Canic Chase. Yep. There's collective bad feelings. Okay. Um, Christine's friends immediately ran to her home to tell her mother what had happened. And she ran to the nearest payphone to call the police, which, hell yeah, friends. Good call. Good fucking call. Good, good friends right there. Good yeah. friends right there. They didn't wait to see if he would come back. They were like, no, this isn't right. We gotta go. We gotta get someone who knows like, what they're wait, doing. Wait, hold up. Let's back yeah. up. And... Fuck yeah. Good job, kids. I'm good sorry job. this awful thing happened, but also you you did great. When you, you did the good thing. You okay. did the correct thing. Yes. So police, with help from neighboring police forces, immediately began installing roadblocks and major and minor roads exiting oh my the God, area. They, okay. This no. is so competent. I'm not used right, to this. Exactly. Normally I have stories about like, they just fucked around and then they were like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> no, like these people actually, like, yay. Good. I don't like praising police for doing their job because you should just do your fucking job. But like, hell yeah, this is refreshing. <laughs> it is really refreshing. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So. Um, and this was in the 60s. Yep. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Oh, trust me. I'm sure there are plenty of kids. Well, 
Ooh, one day I'm going to do the Yorkshire Ripper and then you'll be like, wow, these police are dipshits. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> not today I'm, though. Wait, I hate to say it, but I'm glad it's not just us sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, <laughs> they interviewed the person who ended up being the killer. I want to say like four times. <laughs> okay. I'm... And I, they, they also followed leads that like, wow, you were, this, this, you were, there was a, like a tape that was sent in of this dude just talking, claiming to be the killer. And they were like, oh, we need to be on the lookout for a man with this accent. But that tape ended up being a fake. And like that dude didn't even have the same accent (laughs) as the actual killer. So they wasted all of this time. It's, it's difficult. I think part of it is because it's their children. Uh, Because, and I, I could easily look up Cases of sex workers in the 60s who did not get the attention they deserved. Fair. Yeah. Fair. So um, okay. But we're gonna we're gonna focus on the good today. And they set up the roadblocks. Um so and they set those up in all major and minor roads exiting the area. Uh they were looking for a white man, mid-30s, clean shaven, with dark brown hair. Um one of Christine's friends was also very clear about the fact that the that the man pronounced uh pronounced the shopping center as Carmer Green and not Coldmore Green, which is something that only a local would do. Uh, ah. Yes. Because I I don't know much about like British dialects, but I do know that they have, di- it's, it's like being here, like there's an Eastern accent and then there's a Southern accent and then there's the Midwestern drawl and then there's whatever the fuck's out in California. I don't know. Um, but, but oh, yeah. and uh, Michiganians. Do they have their own accent? Michigan? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the like, uh, it's like half Midwest, half Canadian. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 I can't. Okay. Uh, definitely. Definitely. So I lived in Minnesota for a year. I think oh, I've yeah, told you this yeah. before. But yeah, I lived in Minnesota on a sheep farm for a year and definitely heard a lot of, oh, by golly, don't you know? Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. That's what, you, yep, you're right. It's, oh, all of the. All the states up in the <laughs> northern part of the country kind of talk like this a little bit. Um, <laughs> and then us here in Indiana. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> okay. So, um, so this, the, the fact that the man pronounced this the way, uh, uh, fuck, oh God, brain, holy shit. You can do it. Okay. So. Hot chocolate. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I did not mean for that to be loud. <laughs> okay. Me every day of my life with just my normal talking. <laughs> um, so, um, so yes, this is something that only a local would do. And this reaffirmed to police that they were indeed looking for a local man and led them to focus their manhunt in and around Walsall. Sure. <laughs> in and around the area. <laughs> right. So um, over the next few days, over 24,000 flyers with Christine's picture were passed out or hung up in prominent locations. Um, each poster had her name on it and read, quote, were you in the Canic Chase last Saturday afternoon? If so, tell police. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, ominous. Um, one witness came forward saying that on Saturday around 2.30, they saw a gray car headed in the direction of Canic Chase and that there was a dark haired little girl sitting in the front seat. Uh, by August 20th, which was the next day, police were already searching Kenick Chase for Christine's body. 
I I don't think they had anything solid to say. Like, this child is definitely dead just yet. But considering the two previous child murders... The assumption that time was dire. Yep, it it made sense. Um, So, Canuck Chase is roughly 85 square miles. And around 30% of that area is covered by, quote, fir trees, dense foliage, mine shafts, clay pits, and foxholes. Um, And that makes an aerial search of the area incredibly ineffective. Uh, So, because of this, police began searching the area on foot. Between the local police force and two neighboring police forces, there were over 500 officers looking for Christine. There were also 250 soldiers from a nearby regiment. Within a few hours of the first day of searching, they found a pair of soiled children's underwear that had been snagged on a fallen tree branch. Um, In the early hours of the next morning, they found a child's plimsoll. And I had to Google that. It's a shoe. It's a type of rubber-soled shoe with a canvas upper part. They reminded me a lot of Vans when I looked them up. Uh, They kind of sound like the jelly sandals that we had in the 90s. Not quite. No, because they have canvas. Oh, they have canvas. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, I the see. I see. Part. Yeah, yeah. Which is, yeah. When I googled it, and I looked at pictures. I'm like, those are just vans, <laughs> but not vans, obviously. <laughs> um, so, um, so August 22nd, which is the day after finding the shoe, one of the soldiers on the search discovered Christine's body. Um, she was left partially covered in an area of Kinnick Chase called Plantation 110. <clears throat> This was a mile away from where Diana Tift and Margaret Reynolds had been found the previous year. So, once again, trigger warning, talking about how she was found. Um, I'm I'm not going to include all of it, and I didn't include all of it with the previous one. Because uh, this this is a seven-year-old girl. <laughs> um, God, we're, we're still going to be talking about it enough that I feel the need to say this. No, but I... <sighs> I remember reading it and reading the details that I decided to omit and immediately texting my sister because I have a niece that's around the same age. I'm just like, I'm going to hug her so hard the next time I come over because, oh my my God. God. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. I was just like, wow, I, uh, I hate everything. Um, okay. So Christine was naked from the waist down with her pants only a few yards away based on how her body was positioned and the blood that was in the grass beneath her body, it is likely that she was sexually assaulted right in that spot. Uh, Um, uh There was a particular hemorrhage on her face and neck. And just for those who don't know, um, we have like very tiny blood vessels called capillaries. Mm, Yeah. Um, But those burst and they bleed sometimes for various reasons. Like medication can do it. A lot of trauma can do it. Like in this case. Um, Oh yeah. Um, Cam, when Cam was on a really strong blood thinner after mm-hmm. his second heart attack, mm-hmm. his gums were bleeding. Oh, shit. That's- yeah, so that, that's just an example of, yeah. like, medically how medication can fuck with the capillaries. Exactly. This, his blood was thinning so much that his capillaries in his in his mouth were just, like, letting it go, so his gums were bleeding. Oh, that's, oh God. Sorry. No, sorry. you're fine. No, I, just, I didn't know that was happening. Holy shit. Um, yeah, it... Mm. Yeah, I, I can imagine. <laughs> but um, this this causes like a red splotchy look on the skin. Um, but this was also a sign that she had been suffocated. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, there were insect larvae in her nose that indicated her death had occurred two or three days before, which likely would have been the same day that she was taken. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, 
Police immediately start the manhunt for the Canuck Chase murderer. And they started, whoop, yes, I can read. Okay. They started identifying all of the cars that had been seen on Canuck Chase on August 19th, which was over 600 vehicles. Uh, they spent the following months tracking down owners and ruling out suspects. Two people remembered seeing a gray car near the area where Christine's body had been found. One of the witnesses gave a very detailed description of the dark-haired man driving the car and was positive that he could recognize the man if seen again. The other witness said that the gray car was slowly driving away from Plantation 110. The vehicle in question was an Austin Cambridge, either A55 or A60, which is like a very common family car at the time. Um, so after getting this information, police started the process of tracking down A55 and A60 models. This was a huge task as it was one of the most common family cars for British families. God, if I just read my notes, I would. <laughs> <gasps> <laughs> Why am I like It's okay. This? It's okay. I promise. Investigators checked 1,375,000 files from local taxation offices. They did the damn thing. They truly did. Fuck. They said, we're going to get this fucker. <laughs> God damn. Okay. Um, so from this, they found 23,097 vehicles that needed to be ruled out. Um, and event- oh my God. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Um, and eventually they had to increase the radius they were searching in and interviewed the owners of over 44,000 of these models of car. Holy fuck. <laughs> that is dedication. Um, uh. So police also worked with two witnesses to create a composite of the suspect. This was actually the first color facial composite of a suspect to ever be used in British criminal history, which I thought was interesting. Huh. Um, over 2,000 copies were distributed in the area as well as the Daily Express newspaper, publishing it on their front page. Uh, this generated several thousand tips for investigators to look into. So, starting in January of 1968, over 200 detectives began doing house-to-house interviews. Uh, men between the ages of 21 and 50 were required to fill out a questionnaire about where they were on the dates of all three abductions and murders. They were also required to give the names and the addresses of people who could confirm their alibi. This turned up nothing. Next, police once again looked into the abduction and assault of Julia Taylor, who was the first person that we talked about. Um, they took a look at each man who had been previously cleared and cross-referenced their names with the murder investigation to see if there were any matches. This took several weeks to complete, and one of the detectives realized that this list this list of cleared men was flawed. Many men had been questioned about the assault and murders. Some of them had incredibly solid alibis. However, many people were cleared just because they were, quote, alibied by wife only. Mm. Mm. Yes. So by spring of 1968, <clears throat> police were convinced that the suspect had likely already been interviewed, but had been cleared because their spouse or family member had vouched for them. And a lot of these suspects were re-examined, but by October of that year, they had only 40 investigators assigned to the case full-time. So I think that to be where I stop for today. All righty. Yes. Oof. Yes. I, Oof. I, I, prob- I probably could have fit all of that in one episode, but also it's a fucking lot. It is a lot. <laughs> it is quite a bit. Yeah. Oh, that was... Sad. That, yeah, it's it's very sad and very heavy. And that's so for the next one, mm-hmm. I'll get some stories that yeah, people do I, to just kind of like 
help Phillips and Ty. I think that would definitely be We're safe. Flip. Yeah. I yeah. I feel Oof, that's heavy. That, yeah. And don't like, like it. I don't I don't like how I feel like we're doing a shorter episode than usual, but this also feels like the right answer. Yeah. God damn. I just, it's, it's awful. It, I, I think that's probably part of why I struggled with researching this one so much. Mm-hmm. Cause like, cause it's, it's depressing and it's upsetting. Yeah. I mean, all of the cases we cover are awful. The real, yeah. Realistically, like these are all awful things happening to people. It's just the ones that, happen to kids it's an extra kind of awful it It, hits differently it's a different kind of awful and it's a different kind of evil and it's just overall just oh my god it's 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 stomach turning all of them are stomach turning but this one is a specific stomach type of turn and it's yep don't like it i don't like it either uh oh god damn things that make you want to binge drink Not going to because I have responsibilities and what are those things that get in the way of living my life. (laughs) (laughs) Mood. (laughs) It fucking hurts. (laughs) Jesus Christ. On a soul level. Yeah. It's it'll be okay. Everything's gonna be okay. All righty, voidlings. Go hug a tree or something. Go hug a tree. Be safe. (laughs) Don't go and don't get into strangers' cars. Please don't. Don't. I'm sure like we've all been taught better now and we know better now. Yeah. I just, but I, I think that's another thing that I hate about um, when things happen to kids or even when things happen to the elderly. People who attack the vulnerable are the mm-hmm. lowest kind of scum. Yeah, exactly. She, it's not like, oops. it's not like those girls knew better, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, and maybe they did. I don't know. Um, and even if they did, this fucker still shouldn't be doing things. But like coming coming to children under the guise of, oh, I need help. Like that's that's absolutely fucked. Also, yeah. If we do have children listening for some reason, why? Go but if, away. If an adult you don't belong here. If an adult ever asks you for help that isn't your parent, question that. Question it. Always. I I ask adults for help, damn it. <laughs> I if I need help, if I need to know where I'm going, I ask an adult because how is a child supposed to know? Exactly. They won't. Exactly. But a child won't know that. Exactly. Because children think they're grown. Yep. It's yeah. So uh, uh, oh God. Yeehaw. I love being this depressed. sucked. <laughs> Yeehaw. I hope Andrew Ooh. titles the episode that. Yeehaw, this sucks. Yeehaw, this sucks. <laughs> also, um, I think we only mentioned him twice this episode. Good job, us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Two shots. <laughs> Woohoo. All right. All right. Be safe out there, Voidlings. We love you. Love you. Bye.